It's another Sunday night in comedy, and tonight we're spending Halloween with the maniacal masterminds behind the Sonar Network, the podcast network where murder and mystery meet paranormal punchlines, where the horrifying meets the hilarious. It's undead air. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go inside the joke. A bunch of us got together and decided that we need to find a way to crush terrestrial radio. Um, <laughs> nice. Love it. Love it. Keep crushing. <laughs> Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is Halloween night and you are listening to an all-new Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, coast to coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Helping you find razor blades in your apples since 1967. How about that? <laughs> Nice one, Dino. Of course, have our producer, Vince Tedesco, on the line. How are you doing, buddy? Halloween. I was debating if I should just do this whole show as like Vincent Price or something tonight. But then I figured, no, you know what? The real world is scary enough right now. What my favorite show, one of my favorite Saturday morning shows growing up was the hilarious house of Frankenstein. Of, of Eddie Frankenstein. Van, remember that one? Frank- yeah, yeah. Frankenstein, yeah, yeah. whatever his name was. Yeah, That's yeah, right. yeah. I yeah, love yeah. that stuff. But yeah, Halloween night. Look at us, eh? Spooky podcast. That's the thing. Normally we do a really, I mean, we got some fun Halloween songs on the show. We're talking to paranormal a little bit tonight. We got some podcasters coming on from, from our friends at the Sonar Network. They, they blend comedy with acting, serial drama, melodrama, paranormal, murder mysteries. So it's very Halloween appropriate. But like I said, Vince, we don't even really need to ham up the whole Halloween thing because being on a news talk station for the past year and a half has been naturally terrifying enough. Year and a half. We've been on here for six years, but I mean, no. Yeah. But the last year and a half has been. Yeah, it's got really frightening. Yeah, yeah. Horrifying. <laughs> hey, speaking of podcasts. I just want to shout out my friends at Snob Media. I don't know if the Zoom can pick it up, but there we go. Snob Media, who put on a hell of a show in Montreal, because I was in Montreal last weekend. Uh, awesome production at the Comedy Lounge, Leonardo da Vinci Center. Shout out to Jenny and the boys there. They do an awesome, uh, awesome, awesome comedy show. Uh, Pantelis was a headliner. Great night. Great weekend. Snob Media, our friends. And they, of course, were joined us on the show a couple weeks ago, plugging that. Uh, so yeah, big shout out to our friends Snob Media over in Montreal. But tonight, Vince, it's oh, all right. Halloween. The podcasters are taking over. We're talking to four of the creators and hosts behind the Sonar Network, which is, of course, now Canada's only fully comedy podcast network. We're going to get into it with them and do a little Halloween, baby, right here on Inside Jokes. An all new Inside Jokes baby right here on global news radio 640 toronto and of course coast to coast canada wide on the global news radio network and in fact planet earth wide if you're still stuck at home listening to content streamed from your computer which we know you are you can find us everywhere it is time again for another roundup it is halloween night it is the end of another month in comedy and tonight we're talking to four of the creators content creators, producers, and hosts of the Sonar Network, which is now 
I believe the only comedy podcast network in Canada, full-fledged comedy podcast network. Uh, we'll do a quick roll call here. We have Michael Manjardi and Mariana Miniotis, two of the creators and founders of the Sonar Network. How are you guys doing? I'm hey. doing great. Thanks for having us. There's a lot. There's a lot to get into here. With I mean, so many of your shows delve into so many unique sort of micro genres and there's a lot here that really does cross over with the whole sort of halloween flavor tonight uh we have two of our hosts with us as well from sonar we have griffin who hosts the killed to death improvised true crime podcast i love that how you doing griffin Ooh, haha no happy halloween (laughs) (laughs) for our listeners at home you are literally casting from the back of a van right now that's right this is a dodge caravan uh from i would say the late 2000s if you can hear that there we go. Podcast exception's phenomenal. <laughs> it does sound good, considering you are literally in the back of a van on set right now. And last but not least, we have Ian Geldart from the Real Legitimate Apparitions Podcast, another show that definitely fits in with our whole Halloween flavor. How are you doing, Ian? Very good. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're good. So I really wanted to pick your brains. I mean, I feel like Toronto has had a pretty vibrant podcasting community for years now. There has really been this whole podcasting subculture in the city. Uh, but we're still in a time in podcasting where there's still so much new things that can be created and there's still so much infrastructure there because we're really just sort of scratching the surface now of how hosts and content creators can really bring advertisers on and make it a part of the show and build actual networks and get hosts creating content that they can actually work and thrive off of. I mean, years ago, we had the Talk Hole Comedy Podcast Network. That was one that I founded here in Toronto we did that for about five years and I noticed a lot of the hosts on Sonar were sort of in and out of our studio in those days so there's always been this sort of overlap in the podcasting world in Toronto but a network like Sonar I mean this is a big full-fledged network where you guys are constantly bringing on new shows and you have a full sort of offering of different content how did this whole thing come together how did you all come together and launch an actual network and I'll throw that to I mean Michael maybe you can weigh in on that one first I'll throw that to all you guys yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I can take that. It was just uh, sometime in 2017 or so, uh, a bunch of us got together and we decided that we need to find a way to crush terrestrial radio. Um, <laughs> nice. Love it. Love it. Keep crushing. <laughs> yeah, and, and just one day at a time, we're taking you down. No, um, <clears throat> obviously, uh, podcasting radio is very different things. But yeah, I, I had a podcast um, and uh, I kind of had a community of little podcasters uh, in, also in Toronto, one of which is uh, Griffin's show, Killed to Death. Yeah, I'm a little and, podcaster. Uh, yeah, <laughs> famous podcaster. Uh, and uh, just a handful of us decide to like kind of get together and uh, rather than kind of run our show separately, maybe we can get together and support each other. And so we kind of started as like a like a little collective of shows uh in 2017 and just kind of slowly growing since then into the kind of network we are now uh i think right now we're at mariana would maybe know the exact number but somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 shows maybe 20 or so uh currently active um so yeah that's uh, and yeah and and it all kind of grew out of the comedy scene and uh you're right it's we're largely comedy even the shows that aren't comedy have kind of a levity or a comedic element to them uh, and that just that's just keeping up with the tone of our network and what our kind of listeners are looking for and that kind of thing. Yeah, and there is certainly that element. I mean, you have hosts like Ian, of course, you have a lot of hosts who are actors or sketch performers or improv artists that really, so even the shows that that skew more towards the dramatic or towards the serial 
drama podcast it's still there is still very much that sort of in the moment anything can happen comedic yeah. element to it right i mean that yeah. really anything could go off the, but it is interesting too michael how you said you know you, you started this network and your mission your mo is to kill terrestrial radio which i love the fact that we're plugging this on terrestrial radio. <laughs> yeah, i don't mind gotcha. it all because it is interesting i mean even in the day in the days when we had the talk hole network you yeah. know i was doing i was hosting this show at the same time and it was kind of funny because our slogan on that network was like radio but awesome and i'd go in to do this show in chorus at AM 640 and then I'd be plugging something for the park and they were like, like radio, but awesome. What does that mean? So it's, <laughs> I'm amazed Vince and I never got canceled for doing for sort of double dipping there. Uh, but it, one thing that came is, close. we came close. It is. If we came close, we've probably come close many times. Somehow we're in season six, but it is interesting because they are two completely different things. I mean, podcasting and terrestrial, you know, terrestrial is, is sort of this institutionalized established sort of, old guard radio and podcasting still is in some ways the wild west but do you guys think part of the appeal of podcasting i think it, certainly a lot of the shows on your network is in a way it really is a throwback to old radio those old days of like theater of the mind where you could really create this whole yeah. landscape and paint this whole picture with nothing but some good voices and a studio mic and i mean terrestrial radio is not like that anymore this is sort of a throwback to those yeah. good days I think there's a lot of podcasting that is sort of like modern radio, like um, uh, Joe Rogan sort of type interview stuff where like, you know, that is, it feels very like modern radio to me, but definitely I think, I think that's a really interesting point that, that yeah, there's a lot of podcasting that feels like kind of theater of the mind, like even RLA is like really like it's highly produced and like scripted and it's acted it's it feels like an old radio show i think that is a, a big a big appeal 100 percent, yeah i mean we like the genre is, is called like audio drama now but but it's essentially radio play right is is yeah. like what yeah. it what it really is and if you think of the heyday of like that that was like yeah the 20s and the 30s like you know when my grandmother was like just being born so hey hola yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a right old time radio term yeah, well, because I mean, that's what it, that's what it was, right? It was when you know, movies were still a relatively new-ish medium. Television wasn't really quite a thing yet, so that's what people did. You would tune into these radio shows, and it would whisk you off to this other place for an hour. It was, you know, Mercury Radio Theater, or Colgate Comedy yeah. Hour, or whatever it was, and they it would it was just good writing and good voices in a studio with a mic, and they can paint this completely lavish layered detailed world and i think in the last few years we've seen podcasting sort of call back to that i'm sure ian and griffin i mean your show's probably found some influence i mean shows like definitely well, ian's right <laughs> definitely <laughs> and, and also the cool thing uh, because everyone's so busy now and because of our phones the great things about like about like for example fiction podcasts is that you can go about your day doing your groceries being you know what living your busy life while you're essentially watching a TV show, but just in your ears, you know? So it, because people don't, I mean, back in those days with the radio, like radio back then you had to sit with your family around the radio box and sit there and listen. But now you can like go, we're all doing things like 14 hours a day. And, uh, and you can have your, your best podcast host buddy in your ear, or you can be listening to this audio drama tale. Like all of this is so yeah. possible. 
I was just going to say, I, and the cool thing is that it's like with podcasting is that anyone can do it. Uh, you know, like anyone can start a show. If you have a microphone and a computer, you know, you can start a show and, and get it out there, which is, is kind of separates it from terrestrial radio where not everyone can yeah, just have like their own show. And not a lot of people know that terrestrial radio still exists anymore. Vince and I struggle with that every, every week. <laughs> you're, you're on the what? The are radio. Are the the like yeah, <laughs> that's still a thing. Uh, we're going to get into it more with the Sonar Network. Find out what some of the shows are on this podcast network and get into more of the Halloween. We'll be back with more right here on Inside Jokes. Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is Ian Geldart, producer of the Real Legitimate Anthology podcast, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. I remember doing the crime war, Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you choose what houses to avoid this Halloween, and also brought to you by Ivermectin. Shots not for you, Ivermectin. It's the horse dewormer that works. I need to keep plugging them until they, maybe they give us some money. Michael Majority, maybe they, uh, maybe that's what's going to finally bury terrestrial radio for us right here is those, those god Ivermectin. <laughs> We're of course talking to four of the hosts and creators behind the Sonar Podcast Network. We've got Michael, Mariana, Griffin, and Ian on the line with us. Ian, I love what you said before the break as well. We we're talking about how you know, in a way, podcasting does kind of harken back to those golden days of radio where that was the medium that was the, you know, and you can paint this whole landscape with just sound and improvisation and writing. And and we're kind of going back to that in a way. And I love what you said about how it's just, it's TV in your ears. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's, that's the goal for me at least. Yeah. For you, I mean, with, with, with real live apparitions, what was sort of the impetus of creating that show? Were there certain shows that, that influenced that, that sort of sprung yeah. to mind for you? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, there's, well, I mean, for the most recent series, because the series is an anthology series. Right. So this is the third one. I mean, the TV show dark, I was watching while I was writing it. So um, if anyone's seen that, that's on Netflix, that's a German show about like time travel. Um, that's a, that was a big um, uh, inspiration. But definitely other um, other audio dramas like Alice Isn't Dead uh, was a pretty big influence. Also out of uh, Seattle and Vancouver, um, there's Tannis um, at the Black Tapes, things like that. The, the audio dramas podcast that, that kind of paved the way a little bit. I'd say maybe starting like 2012. The, this is when audio dramas started to come out. And back then they had to almost pretend that it wasn't that it was real, that it was, it was a podcast that is kind of going off the rails and the host is yeah. then running through the woods and things like that, just to bring listeners who are used to podcasts into that new kind of like fiction podcast scripted world. Um, so the, yeah, those are definitely inspirations. And then the reason that, that we change every, uh, we do mini series, right? So 10 episodes. So the first one is a comedy following these these struggling, failing actors uh, as they kind of grow up and they try to become famous and, and they're terrible actors, so it doesn't go very well. Um, the, uh, the second season is Real Legitimate Apocalypse, which gets a little bit more dramatic. It's like a thriller 
um, about a cult in Toronto. And this one is about uh, real legitimate apparitions, is about uh, time travel. Um, this guy, Dylan McRae, starts a ghost catching business um, and then starts to have these visions, which isn't actually ghosts. It's actually him traveling through time. So he kind of goes a little loopy as he discovers uh, those things. So, yeah. So, th- yeah, I mean, and, and changing it every season so that we don't get bored uh, and uh, <laughs> we don't have to keep a story going more than 10 episodes. Well, and I love because I do think that, you know, going back to the whole kill terrestrial <laughs> radio thing. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to keep calling back to that <laughs> all, all night on this show. But I mean, it really podcasting is really only that forum right now, because I mean, Yes, terrestrial radio. I mean, we're lucky that, you know, we're a one hour talk show, we're a panel show. So we kind of just do our own thing. But in general, by and large, I mean, terrestrial radio is very much, you know, quick on air breaks. You're plugging the song that just played. You're saying the weather, you're going to the next song, you're going to the next commercial. There's really not that sort of breathing room for hosts and guests to sort of just have a free amble on there and just flourish and just say the things they want. It's a very quick prepackaged little bang, bang, bang. And, you know, even even a decade or more ago when Sirius, when satellite radio was still a relatively new thing, that was the appeal there for a while. It was like, here's this new medium. You could talk for longer. You can do more things. You could say what you want. The advertising isn't so constricting. But then that became more or less the same as terrestrial. So I think with podcasting, you know, a lot of networks such as yourselves and hosts such as yourselves are still kind of finding out a way how to bring sponsors on board just to keep things afloat and to build a bigger network, but in a way where it doesn't conflict or interfere with the actual content or the actual creative process and to still have that very wide open creative space. I mean, Griffin, for you, what was, what was some of the influence yeah. between doing this? Cause I love it. An improvised murder mystery podcast. That's very old school radio. I love it. And of course this is coming from like the sketch and improv world. What was the, what, how was that whole thing born for you? So it's, yeah, it's improvised true crime. Um, and basically it's, I, I would say it's almost not so much old radio drama because it is very, you can hear that it's improvised. Uh, yeah, no one yeah. would call us <laughs> highly produced. Um, uh, so it's very much, it was truly inspired by like early podcasts, uh, like Comedy Death Ray. Uh, I listened to a bunch in high school yeah. and uh, trying to find something Something that allowed us to do a similar thing and this was right right when we started was uh serial was kind of at its peak this is like a, a big true crime podcast that kind of sparked like that entire genre that has now like taken over such a facet of podcasting um and it was right at the time and we thought oh this might be a sustainable way to have a bunch of episodes uh and at the very least it was that we do have now a bunch of episodes <laughs> yeah and I think, by the way, Serial, I mean, lots of, you know, any fans of podcasting will, will remember that. That's going back six or seven years now. But that was such a watershed moment for podcasting. That became the first sort of massive, I mean, Mark Marin had his fans, Joe Rogan had his fans, what do you, whether you, whatever you think of him. But that was sort of the first real water cooler show, the real series that everybody was talking about. It was sort of like when Netflix had that moment where they first started producing their own shows before they became what they are today, where people, everybody all of a sudden was talking about, are you watching this Netflix thing? Are you watching this show on there? So that serial was kind of that for podcasting. It really brought it into the mainstream and it really started, you started seeing advertisers come on board and it became sort of a more viable thing. Um, Which by the way, Griffin, did you fall off 
from Serial in season two, or am I the only one that did that? I I have not listened to an episode of Serial in season <laughs> <No>. one. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I, which I've I've never heard a true crime podcast, and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah, I, I think. Oh, sorry. I, I, oh, I was going to say I think Kill to Death is definitely. I wouldn't say inspired necessarily by true crime podcasts because it really is. It's definitely more about the comedy on that show. It's yes. definitely more about just like joking their way through, like trying to solve a made up murder mystery. Definitely not. Yeah, we'll doesn't have a feel like, like most of the episode, not talking about the murder. <laughs> yeah. But it's a yeah, lot of it, fun. I mean, Spooked, I know you have Cody Crane on your network as well. Spooked was another show that was always great like that. You would get all these improvisers and sketch comics in a room and just have sort of a basic premise. It was And it was like listening to a choose-your-own-adventure unfold on the air. And it would just... You, there's something about listening to the hosts actually just having fun and trying to keep a straight face in the moment and breaking each other up that really pulls you into it. I think that's the thing about podcasting. You feel connected to the hosts of podcasts and build this yeah. sort of relationship with them in a way that you don't on terrestrial radio or on Sirius. People who listen to your shows and who build that following, you kind of feel like that show belongs to you. Like this, they're talking just to me. You sort of have that closeness with it in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, those nights. I, I always equate it to the, the nights you're hanging out with friends and you're just like in a garage and you've laughed harder than you've ever laughed in your life, but it's impossible to explain to other people, but it's funny because it's so personal and you're there and it's happening with everyone. So that's what we try and create for the listener is to like bring them into like one of those nights. Do you think that's why? And I mean, Michael and Marianne, I'm sure you guys can speak to this as being co-creators on this network. Do you think that's why, so many people in the comedy world, I mean, stand-ups, it's almost like you have to have a podcast as part of your repertoire as a stand-up in the last few years. It's just part of the package, like everybody and their dog started a podcast. But do you think that there's something about the fact that it is still sort of the Wild West in terms of radio that draws people to that? Because it used to always be terrestrial radio, it used to be these outlets for stand-ups when they were off stage, they could go off the air or they could go on the air, they can sort of be themselves and let their hair down and reach out to an audience without being, you know, sort of constricted by their polished material and by their onstage persona. Then it became serious. Then comics started being on serious all the time because they could sort of speak their minds and do this thing. Podcasting is really the platform for that now. I mean, the Mark Marins and the Joe Rogans aside, I mean, this is where, I mean, Comedy Bang Bang was another great example, but this is where comics go to sort of speak to their audience as themselves and not in that onstage persona. Do you think, Michael, do you think there really is still that sort of anything goes feeling to the podcasting world? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely less like, I mean, I've been listening to podcasts since basically the very beginning when it truly was the Wild West. Um, and it, it, the things are coming down now, but it's definitely, there's still the element. I think that's what's so attractive to people um, because it's different and it just seems real and there's, uh, you know, they're listening to people that um, that maybe they wouldn't have had to show. You know, you feel more connected to it. You know, you feel like they're your friends um, because they're doing this passion project and and you have access to them, too. You know, with like you can interact with them on social media and stuff. It seems more accessible to the listener. Uh, and I think all of this is just um, I think, you know, that all kind of comes into play. 
And it really is like, I mean, you get these hosts, get these followings that just really are so hyper loyal to them. And, you know, it's almost as if, you know, we, cause we live in an age right now and I, the, the Chappelle special is the, the most recent and current example of this, but we do live in an age right now where, you know, a lot of comedy and a lot of comedy specials provoke controversy and conversation. And there is that sort of looming thing of cancel culture and all that stuff, whatever that is. For some reason, there does seem to be this weird feeling in podcasting where it's almost like, it's almost off limits. It's like, well, there's, there's sort of more of this uncensored thing about it because a host will say something or their show will skew towards something where you just go, well, yeah, I completely disagree with that, but it's podcasting though. They have their audience and I'm not their audience and that's it. I don't know. Does that factor in for you, Mariana, like running this, running this network? Is there that feeling that hosts sort of do have a little bit more free range in podcasting than they do elsewhere? Yeah. I think so. Um, and obviously like we have our standards for the network. Like, so yeah. we decide, you know, if somebody is skewing towards something that we are like, whoa, that's uncomfortable. Um, we either will talk about it or, you know, worst case scenario, we might have to part ways with that show. But like, I do think that is the case. And it's, it's kind of, I think that is an element of it being a little bit the wild west sort of like, anybody can make a show. And if somebody makes a show and it's full blown, like Nazi material, <laughs> they just might find an audience and no one's really controlling that. It's kind of like it's a little scary, but you know, that's kind of what like we are trying to, we are trying to kind of build a network of shows that we think have a positive view are interesting, unique and are bringing goodness you know and comedy and lightness and like art to the world rather than like kind of freaky stuff <laughs> yeah yeah it's basically great it's radio without the crtc is, is what <laughs> but i do think i mean looking at your whole offering of shows on sonar it definitely is i mean so many of your hosts do come from the acting world or the stand-up and sketch world or the improv world and and even though the shows are so completely diverse and wide ranging and different, there is a similar sort of feel to the whole thing where you really are. That's your audiences. You're pulling audience from that world. And there's a sort of, you know, how absurdly different these shows on sonar might be. There is sort of a like-mindedness there. And I mean, that's sort of, yeah. cause you do have to, you know, as, as wide ranging as you want your shows on the network to be, you do have to have sort of a, what is this network? You have to have like a certain feel to it. that sort of, resonates through all the shows and i think sonar is doing a really good job with that uh we're going to come back and talk more sonar network and get into some truly halloween stuff right here on inside joe Hey, this is Mariana from the Sonar Podcast Network, and you're listening to our biggest rival, Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We are talking Halloween with four of the hosts and creators of the Sonar Podcast Network. Uh, I really, I want to pick your brains on some truly Halloween stuff because yes, some of the shows on this network, even though everything for the most part is very comedy skewed, but we're doing true crime, we're doing paranormal. So I want to get into it since it is Halloween. Uh, Ian, I guess I'll throw it to you first. 
Are you a true believer in the paranormal? Are you a ghost person or are you a skeptic? You know what? Um, I want to not be a skeptic. Um, I want to believe that there is something a little bit more behind the veil. Um, Oh, perfect. But, 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 (laughs) but, uh, but um, no, I I definitely, uh, I would put myself in the skeptic category. You're, yeah. You'll be a skeptic. And so when you, you know, when you're writing these episodes, now that you're in the apparitions part of this anthology series, when you're writing these episodes, how much of that for you is pulled from real stories or real news that you read? Do you watch a lot of this paranormal stuff and sort of call ideas from there or no? Well, a little bit. What what, the, what I kind of got into a little bit was um, uh, like space time and time travel, um, which which I thought was really interesting because it's a way of kind of like making a logical explanation for why there might be ghosts and paranormal things. So I had a great time like balancing. And I hope the listeners do too, like following that balance between like what is like logical within physics and also what is scary and paranormal and whether that can be the same thing at once. You know what I mean? Just kind of a crying it because my brain wants to explain it all away really, really quickly, you know. Yeah. But finding a way to explain it away, but still keep the kind of paranormal reality uh, of 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 what's going on. Yeah. So so th- that's that would be my inspiration from uh, less ghost stories. Yeah, for sure. How about Griffin? Have you ever had what you would consider to be a paranormal experience? Have you ever? Have you um, believe in ghosts? Is that a real thing for you? I think, first of all, I, I think we don't know anything about how the universe works. I think anyone who has a concrete answer is wrong. Uh, we, we truly don't, don't know. We don't know so much. Uh, and that being said, uh, no, it seems like crazy nonsense. You want to pour skeptics on sonar here. How about Michael and Marianne? I'll throw this, this one to you guys. I mean, this could be just as people or as you know, creators of a network that does have some paranormal elements to it, or this could just be as people trying to build a network and keep it afloat. But what scares the out of you truly? Oh, I'm obsessed with true crime and murders. I can't stop myself. I mean, not in an unhealthy way. I'm fine, but, um, not selling it, (laughs) but, um, yeah, it's, really i don't know man it's like it's dark i like the dark stuff i just i don't like watching weird scary stories uh but the weird thing is that i cannot watch a scary movie like a scary fiction movie for the life of me i will i will cry i will cry i'll have nightmares but for some reason watching like true murder stories is perfectly fine no problem that's totally i don't understand (laughs) you watch it in the daytime does that work (laughs) Used to be like, no, it doesn't matter. It's too scary. <laughs> it's such a thing right now, too. It's like very it's in vogue right now. It's all like serial killer shows on Netflix and and like all there's like 17 different Ted Bundy movies right now. And you know, there's all <laughs> yeah. it's very it's very it's trending very much right now. Uh how about you, Michael? What's truly scary to you? Oh, uh anyone I love dying. Uh, uh, into the comedy part of this 
Yeah. Uh, that's something that probably the only thing that scares me truly. Uh, and I think about it uh, constantly. <laughs> so and did you, are you a believer in the paranormal? Would you say? Oh, um, has anyone mentioned that it sounds like crazy nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of where I land. I mean, I'm like Ian. I mean, I would love it to be real. Wouldn't that be so cool? Ghosts and you could talk to like weird, uh, you know, transparent people. Yeah. But a mummy? It just doesn't seem real. <laughs> and there's really no evidence saying that it is real. So I don't know how anyone is like, I believe in ghosts. It's I think weird. it is. Because I'm... It's weird. Like I'm, I, I also don't really believe in ghosts, to be honest. But like watching a movie about ghosts, I will, can I swear? I will poop myself. I don't know. I can't swear. But so like I even though I don't believe it, like if you put me in front of like the poltergeist movie or something like that, I will be so terrified. I for some reason for those like for that hour and a half, like I will believe everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love that horror element, too. I remember like uh, years ago um, smoking a bunch of weed, recording a video with my buddies of ghosts. And just dying and crying, getting so scared when like a bag fell down or like a door <laughs> opened or somebody walked down the hallway outside of the apartment. So it's so much, there's so much fun there and there's so much excitement in that, in that, the terror of it, that if it's real or not, it's not, it's, that's less important than the like, than the like exhilaration of it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you sort of tapped into something there Ian where it's like you know even people that don't believe in this stuff probably want to because it just makes the world a more interesting place and it takes away that sort of big question mark it leaves things sort of so much more wide open but then there's certain things that you think of and it's like how did anybody buy like Ouija boards like do you really think the Parker brothers figured out a way how to <laughs> channel the spirit world and then just mass produced it you know totally Totally bought it. It's like when the Blair Witch, when the Blair Witch came out, I remember everybody was like losing their minds watching the trailer. Like this is scary because it's real. It's like, really? It's real? You think these college kids just all died and their parents were like, that's fine. You could just- Yep, put it totally in real. Ouija <laughs> boards are real. Magic eight balls are real. Everything's real. <laughs> all right. We're going to get into more Sonar Network and find out what some of the series are happening on there. We're going to come back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, I'm Michael Mangiardi from the Sonar Podcast Network, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and, of course, Coast to Coast on the Global News Radio Network. Coast to Coast, and we're talking ghosts. It is <laughs> it is Halloween. We have some of the crew from the Sonar Podcast Network on the air with us. Uh, Michael Manjardi, actually, I'll throw this one to you. Um, one thing that I think is extremely interesting about podcasting is just how absurdly niche you can go with it i mean there's really because you're broadcasting to the internet you're broadcasting to a worldwide audience it's sort of limitless you could do a show about just about anything and there is an audience out there for it on the mm -hmm. internet i mean you could start a podcast and be like rating ketchup you just rate your different ketchups and that's the whole podcast. i don't think sonar is doing that but you really could you could go so completely 
laser in on such a niche thing and there's an audience for it. I mean, now coming out of a pandemic and coming out of a period where people have been stuck at home for the last year and a half streaming content and looking for things to keep themselves occupied. Do you think that is that part of a struggle in a way with building a network like Sonar where you want to keep this certain level of quality to the shows and you want to sort of do things at a certain level, but you also have to find a way to put out content that is going to make your network stand separate from the crowd because there's so much going on in the world of podcasting now. I think it's more about quality of the shows and um, that we're that we're concerned with. We're not afraid of niche shows. I think it's it's nice to speak to different audiences. And if someone has something to say in a niche, um, we're not going to like shy away from it because it's not going to get a million listeners or something. You know, we, we want the shows to fit the tone of the network um, and we want to grow the network and help grow the shows. So, so yeah, I think it's more about the quality of the shows that we look for than, um, you know, their potential size. Yeah. And it's also just to add to that, that like we are an indie network, right? And kind of the whole purpose from the beginning was to support podcasters. So like podcasters that we think are interesting, that are doing something cool. And sometimes that is a niche kind of thing that they're doing. But if we think it's it's cool and interesting, um, then yeah, we might we might put resources into trying to lift it up because that's kind of the... That was the, the whole purpose from the beginning of even starting the network was to lift up each other's small podcasts. It really is. I mean, that's the one interesting thing. I mean, seeing it, the indie networks that have sprung up in the last few years, like Sonar, it really is sort of that strength in numbers thing for podcasters. I mean, even when you look at, you know, when Earwolf was was brand brand yeah. new comedy bang bang and all that stuff nobody sort of ever really considered themselves a network they were a collective you know it's really just hosts and creators coming together and it's a strength and numbers thing and it's okay we can build one big audience together because it is still such a largely unmonetized thing and it hasn't been touched by you know corporate interests and all that stuff it's still such an independent thing so i think it really is that um all right we're gonna we'll go around find out what's coming up on the Sonar Network, where we can find some of these shows. Uh, Ian, first up, we'll go with you. How can people listen to your show and what's that all about? Totally, yeah. Any um, podcast app, any podcast directory, search Real Legitimate Apparitions. By the time you get to like Real Legit, it should pop up. Um, <laughs> you can find us uh, uh, at RLA Series on Instagram uh, and Twitter. And episode six of Real Legitimate Apparitions, which is the third series, comes out tomorrow, Monday. Nice. Very nice. Uh, Griffin, what can, how can we find your show? And what's a little breakdown on that? Uh, very similar. Most podcast directories, <laughs> only with mine, you're going to want to type in killed to death. Uh, yeah. Uh, Google killed to death. Whatever pops up first, I'm sure will work great. Uh, we're <laughs> killed to death podcast on Instagram, K2D pod on Twitter. Uh, we come out with an episode every single week. We have no signs of slowing down. <laughs> and happy birthday to my mom. It's her birthday on Halloween. There you go. Happy Show her a pumpkin. Birthday. Griffin's mom. Uh, Michael and Mariana, now that, we, now that we are coming out of, well, kind of coming out of the, the pandemic, but now that we are in this place where everybody has been at home streaming more content, I do think it really is another sort of spike. Not to, That's a bad word to use right now, but it's sort of spike in podcasting again. Where do you see Sonar going next? I mean, right now you're hovering around 30 shows. You were saying earlier, Michael, I mean, what are the... What are the next plans for the network? Do you just, is it just keep on developing ideas, keep on picking up shows? 
Yeah, uh, pretty much. I mean, it's just growth. Uh, you know, we want to grow our listenership and uh, and and continue to supporting shows that we believe in as a as a community and and building the community not only of of podcasters but also the listeners. Mariana, if you could have one parting word to say to potential listeners of Sonar, what is sort of the overall feel of this network that sort of stands apart from everything else out there? We have a very good, nice close-knit kind of community feel where, you know, everyone's kind of supportive of each other. I think comedy is a big takeaway if you're looking for comedy shows, especially even like alt comedy. Maybe it's not your typical kind of like Seinfeld stand-up sort of, but um, alternative comedy, like unique sort of artistic comedy. I think that's kind of the big takeaway for us. That's that's what we're all about. Which I love. I mean, all, all these shows on Sonar, I mean, it's it's sketch people, it's stand-up people, it's improv people, there's writing, there's dramatic actors. It really is sort of this crossover between dramatic acting and comedy and research and creative writing and improv. It is, really is all these things coming together. And I mean, yeah, we we really didn't have a network like this in Canada. Sonar is really the only one that's really glommed all this stuff together and is really doing it. So thank you so much to our panel from the Sonar Network for joining us this Halloween night. Uh, definitely, I look forward to seeing what Sonar does next and and for sure this filled a spot in Canadian entertainment that didn't exist before and hey Michael majority if you guys really do your job season seven inside jokes won't even be here anymore so there you go <laughs> that'll be over on the Sonar Network at thesonarnetwork.com <laughs> this was the beginning of the end for us on inside jokes uh did you offer us a job did he offer us a job I think he offered us a job yeah will you hire us if that happens uh but thank you again Definitely go check out the Sonar Network. Check out not just these shows we talked about tonight, but the whole host of shows on there. We look forward to seeing what happens next on Sonar post-pandemic and into the new year and watch it keep growing. Thank you all so much. And a reminder to our listeners, you can listen to all of our episodes right back to the very beginning of time on Global News Online. That is Halloween. That is our roundup. We will be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi. And you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx features Mark Little from the Kill to Death podcast. Jason would like, he'd be like, come on down to the lake. I want to yeah. show you something. I want to show you something. And you'd be yeah. like, okay. And then there'd be like an obvious trap for you to walk into and get like, like a tiger trap. You yeah. step and get spiked like and you'd be metal like. Metal bear traps in the woods. Yeah. And he'd be like, and you'd be like, Jason, what's this? And he'd say, Nothing. And then you'd say, all right, I got to go back. I'm on low ropes right now. I want to go have fun. And then he'd say, no, 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 please, 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 please stop it. And he'd start crying. And that puts you in a tough position, though, because I. Yeah, dude, you can't be responsible for like his well-being. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, that was. But he knew that he kept saying, it's not it's my it's not your. That was like Jason's catchphrase, to be honest. It was like he kept saying, it's my. Yeah, it's my It's not your You're a good guy. Jason called me a good guy like 10 times. <laughs>